I'm Damon. And I'm Audra. And we are Sorry Right Number. Okay, tonight's episode, episode 12, January 20th, 1985, All a Clone by the Telephone. First of all, title sucks. Yeah, it does. It kind of doesn't really roll off the tongue. And it makes absolutely no sense based on the, the show. Stupid. All right, we'll get into this. This, uh, okay. This 20 minutes, I want my life back. Yeah. The life of failed TV screenwriter Leon is taken over by a voice that emanates from inside his answering machine. Okay, this is done by Harry Anderson. Who at the time was Um, up and coming. I don't think he'd even been on Cheers yet, had he? Um... Oh, yeah, he'd already been on Cheers and oh. Night Court. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, Night Court was in 84. This is oh, in 85. Okay. He may have been on... Yeah, God. He was on Cheers from 82 to 83. So he'd already done okay. his run on Cheers. And he was the first year in the Night Court. Okay. So So he was more than an up-and-comer by this point. Absolutely. Okay. But it, what's weird about this is that the acting... Not just him, all of it. All it of was it. Terrible. And and like the guy who played his agent, well known character actor. Yeah, Dick Miller. Yeah. He's in everything from the sixties, seventies, eighties. Everything. Yeah. He was in like Barney Miller even, wasn't he? Uh, I can look it up. I wouldn't have doubted. He was in everything. Everything. I and mean, in all the cops. I'll just shows. give I'll just just right off the top of my head, I know he's in the Howling, he's in the Burbs, he's in Gremlins, he's in the Terminator, he's in uh, Well that's right, he plays Demon the guy Knight. with the snow plan Ter- yeah, he's in, in Demon Jumpin. Knight. He's in I mean he's he passed away actually uh, January of last year. He was ninety. You know, uh, just a quick sidebar, I forgot to talk about it. The last episode, anyone that listened to the last episode uh, we, uh, was the um, oh was it Jean No Chaser yes. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that actor Charles Levin he 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 died um, this year. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he wasn't that old. He was um, yeah he died this year in Selma, Oregon. No. He was 70. He had a he was rock climbing, had a fall, died. That was kind of crazy. Well, right. and then and then Sean Connery. We uh, Sean Connery died today. Mm-hmm. Halloween. Um, uh, Cuz we do multiple we do we do multiple shows in in a, in, a, in a time and we're doing this Halloween night. Yeah. Sean Connery uh, died today, uh, also 90 years old. Mhm. Um but anyway, all alone, yeah, all alone by the telephone. Yeah, so we're back to this piece of garbage. So let me get into the... Uh, well, let's get into it. So this guy, he is a failed writer, and he gets a call. Well, he gets an answering go ahead. machine. You, you do this one. <laughs> this is so it's, annoying. He gets an answering machine, <laughs> and this is like when the answering machine was a fucking piece of furniture. So oh yeah, everyone, be, had everyone had everyone one. Everyone had one. And it, well, it, it, it was bigger than a, D, a v, well, VCR. It was as big as a VCR. Mm. Had two tapes. They were good size. They were smaller. The one in there was this... Like, I, was, I, you I know. saw the episode. Yeah. I mean, but so, and this was a time when everybody was just now getting the answering machine. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even think we had one at home. But we had, you know, like, call waiting. But, um... 
yeah so his answering machine basically has a mind of its own mm-hmm. and, um, and it has his voice and it has his voice and there's a couple of mentions of it being from an alternate reality but they don't ever explain why or where or what or which is how. fine I mean, I don't ever need to be. I don't need stuff to be spoon-fed to me all the time. And sometimes but, it's better if it's unknown. Well, it just is. Is but at the same time, it like insults his girlfriend's mother, and she breaks up with him yeah. over it. Uh, and it wasn't like. And let's be clear, it wasn't like. Uh, he called his her mom a bag, bag lady. A bag lady. So that was the, that was that constituted enough of an insult to cancel. The, your wedding plans mm-hmm. and I say fine if that's what it takes you don't need to be at this bitch but <laughs> but she wasn't wearing a bra so you I know, didn't maybe, realize that oh that's you, you, you weren't paying attention then yeah, I guess because not. it was more than obvious I was not having fun with this show I would have made it it would have made it somewhat redeemable but I mean had you I know, noticed so <laughs> so that's why he like was okay with the way she act, reacted well she's you know. attractive yeah um, but uh and then, you know, he he gets pissed off at the answering machine and unplugs it. And then it starts making all of its, like, friends that are recorded messages start calling him. And literally driving him crazy. And yeah, the phone giving, won't stop ringing. Giving misinformation to people. And the machine tries to... Uh, the, well, the, the, the guy was kind of happy that it was broken off. He didn't really think he needed to be with her. But then the answer machine called her and left a message for her to. Um, the what he ba- apologized. He said he would kill himself if she didn't come back to him. So and she came back, and then he was like, "Fuck you." He's like, "No." <laughs> yeah, basically, that's the only thing I liked about it. He was like, he didn't take her back. He's like, "No, I didn't. I didn't call you, and I don't care if we get married." It's and just- yeah, and then he gets a big break for a. A mini series pitch. Yeah. And he hasn't a goddamn clue because it was the answering machine that pitched the story. And yet the producer's such a moron in his really bad tracksuit yeah. that he doesn't even remember what the mini series was about. Now, I wish I could dupe some stupid fucking producer into being that excited about something they don't even know what I'm talking about. Well, you're you know. funny. It's, you, know, you, you, you would think this is a, like a a blown out version of how some studio execs are just idiots but I unfortunately that's probably the one thing in this thing that's pretty factual (laughs) I'll give you an example Um, yeah this happened this year 2020 Um, well this came to light in 2020 this actually happened back in 2018 but the studio that put out the movie Harriet the based on Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. The movie's fucking terrible, and that's why I didn't watch it. Plays I heard it fast was bad. and loose with facts, and it's just stupid. And if they just told the actual story, which is way more compelling than what they did, it, we'd be talking about it differently. But when this movie was still in the pitching stage, uh, studio Zek at that studio, like, I this is I wish I really do wish. I'm making this up, but this actually happened. The, the studio exec said, why don't we get, uh, what was it? I think they wanted Gwyneth Paltrow to play. What? I shit you not. You Try wait. Look this up. Try wait. They wanted <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow, who, by the way, 
I'm not even going to spew what I think of her to begin with well, that has as a with human, it. but a skinny white bitch to play, play Harriet, Harriet Tubman. Tubman. That's right. Okay, that's now the guy pitching the movie what said, the fuck? said uh, that we can't do that. Harriet Tubman is a black woman. We're talking about, you know, slave era time. This isn't like... The, the studio exec said, well, that was a long time ago. Who remembers that? So that level of stupidity is a word. high... You know, this person's in charge of hundreds of millions of dollars. This is why I going can't sell a screenplay. This to is, make movies. This is why I can't sell a screenplay. Well, this, this could be a number of reasons, but those people in that holding those positions of power exist. That was the real story. So this guy being this inept, it sounds it, it's logical. Were they going to put her in blackface or something with the, the, the? No, I know I'm being sarcastic. It, it's, you know, it's just. Because that would have really improved her career. But the movie, you know. And Gwyneth Paltrow is such an idiot. She would have been like, okay, I'll play the part. Who knows? She's a moron. I'm not a fan either. But. Have you watched the Gooch thing? Don't no, watch I, the I, Gooch I, I, thing. I, I, no, yeah. Oh, there's a whole episode on women's orgasms and it acts like none of us know this shit. Anyway, back to the back story. Back to the story at hand. In any case, this is not Harry Anderson's best role. Yeah. Of, so, of all his yeah, roles. Yeah, if you know Harry Anderson, he was Night Court and... Uh, and he's usually one of those actors who tends to play the same character, same guy. Oh, yeah. He's, all the he's time. basically... He's like Jeff Goldblum. Right. He's like also like Denzel. Or Morgan like, Freeman. Or Jack Nicholson. They're yeah. all really good. But they but are But they just they do are. versions of themselves. Or... You this know. is like, you know, if you see, like, you know, this is Harry as a writer, failed writer. Then you go to Night Court, this is Harry. And it's funny, they don't even change his name. He's Harry yeah. in Night Court, but he's a judge. And he's basically a comedic or, actor that or just plays Harry himself. the Flim Flam Man, yeah. you know, or, yeah. Yeah, but Jeff he's Goldblum literally the same, same guy. Thing. He just yeah. plays Jeff Goldblum as this, and Jeff Goldblum was that. I will say in Thor Ragnarok, but yeah. Jeff Goldblum was... Oh, he was Jeff Goldblum. And he was but he was shit. awesome. But he's awesome. And, yeah. I mean, Denzel does the same thing. Denzel doesn't have... He's an award-winning actor. He's a great actor. He doesn't have range. But he doesn't have a ton of range. Yeah. He just doesn't. None of the actors we just mentioned do. They just, no. But they're all great actors. Right. Anyway, enough blowing them. Back to this shit show. <laughs> um, I hated this show. I hated it. I, I hated this the most of the lot. last four episodes we've recorded. Uh, you know, nine through here, they've been all bad, and this one is the worst. I I don't like this. I just I literally it's these episodes have the commercials taken out. They're only twenty two minutes, and I've checked my watch three times, mm-hmm. and I had to rewatch this because I wanted to take notes. Because I took bad notes the last time, and I didn't know why I took bad notes. And this is why, because I was so fucking bored in this stupid story. And, yeah. Oh, so we're we're skipping. Let's get to the end. He he, uh, realizes that his answer machine, because he unplugged the answer machine after... uh, He talked his girlfriend into getting back with him, and he had to chase her away. So he's like, that's it. You're fucking with my life. I'm unplugging you. And he said, you're going to regret it if you do. Please don't do it. He unplugs it. So what the answer machine is of doing is going into every fa- facet of phone calls. So he would get like calls from everything and nonsensical stuff. Like uh, the time. Because back then, and I don't know if people remember, there was an actual number you could call to get the exact time. And the set, weather. And the weather to set your watch 
or just so you know what the weather was. And then he ruins this this meeting with this producer because the the answering machine actually pitched the miniseries idea. Yeah. And he it, has no clue what yeah, it is. So the answering machine is him in another reality and the answering machine is a better writer. And he pretty much, so when he goes back, he's gonna plug it in and plead with it to tell him what he sent to, what the pitch was to this studio exec. And the stu- and it finally answer machine wants fame. Mm-hmm. He wants recognition. Mm-hmm. And he wants to use him as uh, the conduit. Mm-hmm. And he agrees, but now he's just a slave. He's going to get all the things he wants eventually, but he's a slave to this answer machine. And the answer machine wakes him up first thing in the morning. All right, start writing. This is what you're writing. He's basically just... Dictating. Dictating. And so, and that's, you know, that's, that's the, the horror. It's just, it just sucks. It was, it was supposed to be funny. It wasn't funny. The acting is so bad, it pulls you out of it. It's it, like... What director let this happen? I mean, it was really bad. They phoned this one in, pardon the pun. Ugh, it was, oh, God, yeah, that's terrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> but fuck this episode. It was, yeah, it was fuck terrible. This episode. It was not great. Uh, so let's see what could have been great. Uh, Sunday, January 20th, 1985. Um, let's see. The song choices, not much has changed. Number one song is still Madonna's Like a Virgin. And everything is still the same as last week. I had that album. Well, actually not true. Number five hit was Philip Bailey, Easy Lover. Oh, that was a good song. Foreigner, I Want to Know What Love Is. Yes, I had that album too. I saw. I took Eloise, Eloise's, technically Eloise's first concert as Foreigner. I took her to see Foreigner. Uh, White Snake opened. Oh, dear. It was awesome. She, danced with, she danced with some lady that was like clearly living in the 80s. She was like, she had like acid wash skirt on. I have video of it. <laughs> but, uh-huh. uh, Wham is back on the charts with Careless Whisper. Oh, yeah. Um, everything else is pretty much the same. Movies of that week. Um, Almost You uh, with uh, Brooke Adams and Griffith Dunn. Remember that don't one know it. Hail Mary, one of the most controversial films of all time. I don't remember that one either. I don't remember that one either. I'm going to look that up real quick. I'm just curious. What's the synopsis of that? Denounced by the Pope and banned and boycotted worldwide, this surprisingly serene and lyrical work translates the virgin birth into tangible contemporary terms with Mary as a teenage basketball playing gas station attendant who receives... <laughs> Sorry. Who receives the annunciation by Jetliner. Mary is a beautiful yet ordinary teenager who vows to maintain her chastity. Following a warning from an angel, a confused and innocent Mary unexpectedly falls pregnant and is forced to wed her taxi-driving boyfriend, Joseph. All right. Enough. Um, The only movie that sounds even remotely good is... uh, is a, a phenomenon. Oh, that was decent. From Dario Argento. Yeah, that was a decent movie. I remember yeah, yeah. that one. I'm a big... Sci-fi. I, li- I like old uh, old uh, Dario Argento. It's, yeah, sci-fi, sci-fi element. Hit, yeah. He's, yeah. Sci-fi thriller. Yeah. Yeah. So that is uh, all 
clone. What is it called? A cl- All a clone, clone by the, the telephone. telephone. Fucking terrible title. Everything about this one sucks. And the, and the clone has nothing to do with the like alternate reality by the telephone would have even actually been better. Been this better. sucks. Anyway, maybe episode twelve will be better. Or this is episode twelve. Maybe thirteen. So 13. Maybe lucky. Lucky 13. thirteen. So we'll see you next week, folks. Take it easy. Shoots.